be praised. Amen. How many know God is worthy to be praised even on a bad day? Amen. 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 Even on a seemingly bad day, God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Thank God for um, allowing us another opportunity to come together. Amen. As a church. Amen. I know it's only about four or five of us here. Amen. But listen, my Bible says where two or three are gathered together, Jesus is there in the midst. Amen. Where two or three bricks. Amen. Listen, how many know we're bricks? Amen. But when these bricks come together, we form the church. Amen. So when two or three of us come together. Amen. Jesus is there in the midst. So that should let you know that everything we're looking for. Amen. Is already here. How many of the Jesus is here? Amen. Jesus is here right now. Jesus is in the neighborhood. Amen. Amen. That means our breakthrough is in the neighborhood. Our deliverance is right here in the neighborhood. Amen. Amen. Thank God for another opportunity. Amen. To come together to praise God. Amen. Especially during a turbulent hour such as this. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm going to get right into the word. Amen. How many of you need a word out there? Amen. Amen. How many of you really need a word? Amen. I know I need a word each and every day. Amen. Some of the greatest sermons and best sermons I ever preached were right to myself. Amen. Amen. How many of you sometimes you have to encourage yourself predicated upon what the Lord has already done for you? Amen. Oftentimes you hear me say, if the Lord never done anything for you, you just keep your mouth shut. Amen. But those of us who know that he woke you up this morning, amen. Those who know that he got in our cars with us this morning and allowed us to drive our hospitals, funeral homes, and graveyards, amen. Give God some praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a word from the Lord, amen, that's found in the gospel attributed to John, John the 11th chapter, the first through the fourth verse. John the 11th chapter, the first through the fourth verse, amen. And also that 24th and 25th verse of the 11th chapter of John, amen. John the 11th chapter, the first through the fourth verse is read in your hearing. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with anointment, ointment rather, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The 24th verse and the 25th verse is read in your hearing. Mary said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. The 25th verse says, Jesus said unto her, I am. Amen. I am the Amen. resurrection. In so many words, I Amen. am the get up. I am the comeback. Amen. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Amen. Amen. He, said, he said, believeth thou this. Amen. How many of you know that Jesus is the resurrection? Amen. Amen. And the life. Jesus is the get up. Amen. He's also the comeback. Amen. So I want to talk to you this morning on the subject of set up for a comeback. Amen. Set up 
for a comeback. Amen. Set up for a comeback. If I could sum up today's message in one sentence, it would be, if you can survive the process, progress is guaranteed. Let me say that again. If you can survive the process, progress is guaranteed. My brothers and sisters, John the 11th chapter opens up with the mentioning of a man by the name of Lazarus being sick. This man from Bethany was the brother of Mary and Martha. If you have your thinking cap on, this was the same Mary who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her own hair. In today's text, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. They were talking about Lazarus. This is where we pick up our text. When Jesus heard this, Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. He said, no, it is for God's purpose, it's for a good purpose, so that the Son of Man may be glorified in it. What I need you to recognize here and now is that Jesus knew ahead of time, I know that Jesus knew ahead of time of Lazarus' condition. In so many words, his sickness and demise didn't catch God by surprise. Amen. How many know that his sickness and demise didn't catch God by surprise? How many know that our sickness, amen, and the demise of those we love, amen, it didn't catch God by surprise. Amen. I say this for Jesus. He even told his disciples paraphrasing, this moment in time was preordained. Amen. It was set up ahead of time. Amen. Before time. It was preordained so that I may get the glory in it. In so many words, this was a preordained setup. This is what Jesus was saying. This was a preordained setup for my comeback. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I think this is a good time to tell you what you're going through right now didn't catch God by surprise. Your situation is already under control. Amen. Tell somebody that the situation is already under control. Amen. Amen. It's already under control. The situation didn't catch God by surprise. Your situation has been preordained by God to make you consciously aware of your true existence. Amen. The tears. How I many of the tears, the pain, the suffering, and distress is all a part of the process that God has designed to thrust you into a brand new glory. How many need a brand new glory this morning? Amen. A brand new glory, a brand new anointing, a new level of faith and power beyond anything that you have ever experienced in life. I hear you saying, but I'm in the process right now. Brother Pastor, I'm fighting this coronavirus right now. Amen. I'm surrounded by backstabbers right now. I'm surrounded by joy stillers, dream busters, and spiritual parasites right now are trying to take me out. If this is you this morning, God told me to tell you that there are only elevators. Somebody missed that. Amen. There are only elevators in your life that I allow to be sent in your life mm -hmm. so that they can propel you into your destiny. Amen. He said the trap is not for you. How many of God set a trap? Amen. He said it's a trap for all of our enemies. He said the trap is not for you. The trap is for your joy stillers. He said I allowed your dream busters to think that you were trapped. He said, I let you, your, your backstabbers see your tears. I let them see your pain, your suffering, and distress so that they would all get inside the trap. 
He said, I pulled them out of hiding. So there would be no doubt at the end of the day who would get all of the glory for doing so. How many know that God is going to get the glory? How Amen. many give God the glory at the end of the day? Amen. God is going to get the glory at the end of the day. God told me to tell you, he doesn't want to give you just temporary relief from your dilemma, but permanent victory. How many of you want permanent victory today? Amen. Permanent victory. I don't want just temporary relief. I want permanent, I want a permanent victory. Well, God told me to tell you, if you can make it through the process, progress is guaranteed. Tell your neighbor, stay calm. Come on, somebody out there, just tell somebody next to you, amen, who, who's listening to this broadcast when I tell them, stay calm. Stay calm. Amen. Amen. Stay calm. You are experiencing a preordained setup by God for your comeback. Amen. Amen. Why did Jesus wait? That's the question. Why did Jesus wait so long? Why did Jesus wait is the question that must be answered. Because he already knew what the end would be, and that there was a purpose wrapped up in the process. There was a purpose wrapped up in Lazarus' sickness. My brothers and sisters, I believe this is another great opportunity to tell you, don't get caught up in the process, amen, that God has permitted to enter your life, that's been preordained to fast forward you into your progress. Somebody missed that. Don't get caught up in the process, the setup, without embracing, pressing forward towards your progress, your comeback. But I need you to recognize here and now about God's preordained process that God has you in is that it is not, please hear me close, it is not a resting place. God's process for your life is not a resting place. Amen. It's not a place where in you should pitch in so many words your tent. How many know the process is a killing field? It's a place where God weeds out all impostors. It is a place where God weeds out the saints from the ants. How many know some ants? <laughs> Amen. It's a place where God weeds out all impostors. It is a place of development. Similar to a baby being born, amen, in his mother's womb. While she's doing a nine-month process, the baby goes through many developmental stages that makes it possible for him or her to leave one world, their mother's womb, in order to embrace another world, which we call human population, amen. After the nine-month process has finished its designed assignment, the water breaks as a warning sign to signal to the child that it's time for the lifeline, the umbilical cord that connects them to their soon-to-be former world. It's time for it to be severed in order to guarantee their survival in the next world. When the water breaks, it's time to move out of one world and into the next world. It's time to move out of the process and into the progress. I don't know who this is for this morning, but God told me to tell you that. 
The reason why you haven't made it out of one world and into the next, the reason why you haven't made it out of the process, my developmental stage for your life, the wilderness, is due to the fact that you haven't detached your life from what I've already delivered you from. Oh, somebody missed that. God said you have not detached your life. You haven't separated yourself from what I've already delivered you from. God said you are strangling right now your destiny, and you don't even know it. But keep attaching yourself to what you used to be. Amen. How many know in order for God to get you where he needs you to be, sometimes he has to get rid of who you used to be. Amen. Let me say that again. In order for God to get you to where he wants you to be, sometimes he has to get rid of who you used to be. Amen. If you can survive the process, this is what God is telling me to tell you. If you can survive the process by paying attention to my warning signs, my floodgates of favor over your life that has been released over your life that will let you know that it's time to move forward. God said progress is guaranteed. Tell your neighbor again, if you can make it through the process. If you can make it through the process. Progress, progress is guaranteed. Is guaranteed. So what if the marriage didn't work out? Listen, the water has broken. It's time to move forward. So what if you didn't get the job? The water has broken. It's time to move forward. Amen. Tell somebody it's time to move forward. It's time to move water forward. Water has broken. It's time to move out of the old and into the new. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I believe this is another good time to tell you also that God will not intervene. God will not come to your aid until his divine process for your life has finished its course. How I many know God knows that it's divine aid, amen, that gives us progress. And if he sends divine aid too soon, we will never make it out of one world and into the next world. Take, for example, the emperor butterfly. How many know, how many know about the emperor butterfly? After it has gone through its many developmental stages, it begins the long journey of breaking out of its cocoon, breaking out of one world and entering into another world. But here's the dilemma. The hole in the cocoon is smaller than the insect itself. The insect knows that if it ever wants to break free, if it ever wants to make it out of one world and into the next world, there's going to be some pushing involved. There's going to be some straining. There's going to be some frustrating days involved. But listen. All of these things working together, the pain, the suffering, the stress, amen, the pressure. All of these things working together sends blood into the butterfly's veins so that when the butterfly comes out, it has the strength and power to take off in the direction it needs to go. Amen. God is telling me to tell somebody right now, yes, I saw the struggling. Yes, I saw the pain. Yes, I saw all of the pressure, but if I would have allowed divine aid to come too soon in your life, you would have never took off in the direction in which I wanted you to go. God is saying, you're in the position you are right now. You're able to flap your wings right now. Amen. Because I allowed you to go through the process. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody you've been carried too long. You've been carried too God long. God said, you've been carried too long. 
Now it's time for you to fly on your own. Tell somebody, I believe I can fly right now. Amen. I believe I can fly right now. God told me to tell you again, if you can make it through the process, progress is guaranteed. Amen. If you can make it through the process, progress is guaranteed. Amen. Are you getting anything out of this message? Amen. Amen. If you can just make it through the process. Amen. If you just hold on just a little while longer. As the saints of old used to say, hold on through the night. Amen. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. How many know that the situation is under control? Amen. The situation is already under control. Let me move onward towards my clothes. Jesus is now standing in front of the tomb of Lazarus, surrounded by naysayers. He asked them to move the stone away from the entrance that led to the deceased. Some of those who stood around didn't want to take the stone away because they felt that it was too much waiting on the Jesus that had yet to show up. Amen. In the midst of their misplaced faith, watch this Jesus' request that they take away the stone. Just the fact that he requests that they take away the stone required faith on their, on their behalf. In so many words, Jesus allowed them to be a part of the process. <laughs> How many know right now, Jesus has allowed each and every one of us even in the midst of this seemingly unchangeable situation that many of us are facing, this disease that is spreading nationwide, amen. Jesus has allowed each and every Christian, amen, who call himself a Christian, to be a part of the process, amen. Listen, we can, how many know we can roll the stone away, amen, if we just come together, amen, if we can just hook up together as priests, amen, if we can come together as a church, God said, if my people that are called by my name, amen, if we can just hook up, if we can come together, pray and seek God's face, amen, pray on behalf of this country who has turned a deaf ear to God, amen. God said, then what I hear from heaven, amen. forgive them of their sins, amen, and heal the land, amen, amen. But this won't happen, amen, if we don't become a part Amen. Of the process. Amen. How about if we can make it through this process? The only way we're going to make it through this process, we have to come together as a church. Amen. Amen. We have to come together as the church. I am nothing without you. You are nothing without me. We are nothing without each other. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody again if we can make it through the process. <laughs> Progress is guaranteed. Amen. We all know how the story ended. Jesus gave, amen, Jesus gave an order in prescribed words to the process that was temporarily holding Lazarus back from living his best life. Captain Lazarus, he saw that the grave clothes, amen, was, was holding him, amen, holding him back. After he had already called his name and raised him from the dead, there was only one thing holding Lazarus back. That was his grave clothes. So Jesus spoke to the process. He said, loose him <laughs> and let him go. How I many of you, sometimes you got to speak to the process. Amen. 
You can't just point the finger at it, amen. You have to speak to the process. You have to speak to the devil. You have to look the devil in his face and say, loose. Loose him and let him go. My brothers and sisters, the question that is in need of an answer this morning is, how should you live? This is something you need to Amen. You need to answer on your own. How should I live after I have come out of the process and I'm now standing in the progress part, amen, of today's message? How should you live after your life? How should you live your life, rather, that could have been snatched by the cold grip of an icy grave, that could have been snatched by this virus, amen? How should you live after you've been given a second lease on life? There's somebody listening to me right now. They're listening to me right now. You've been given a second lease on life. You've been given another chance to get it right. How should you live after Jesus had delivered you from the hurt, after Jesus had delivered you from the pain and distress? After he has delivered you from cancer, amen. After he has delivered you from chemotherapy. After he has delivered you from thoughts of suicide and feelings of unworthiness. And the list goes on. Tell your neighbor, always stay in touch <laughs> with Dr. Jesus. Amen, that's how you should live. Always stay in touch with Dr. Jesus after the process, amen. At, don't stop taking your medication, amen, because your situation has improved, amen. Amen, how many know the closer you are to Jesus, the better off you're gonna be. The further away from Jesus you are, amen, the worse off you're gonna be, amen. Don't stop taking the medication that God has given you, amen. Don't stop using what God has given us as the medication. Don't stop applying that blood of Jesus over your life each and every day because the process, amen, because you see progress, brother. Don't stop applying the efficacious blood of Jesus over your situation. You need to apply it each and every day, amen. Tell somebody again, if you can make it through the process, progress is guaranteed. As I come to the conclusion of this matter. And I'm closing, amen. I'm reminded of Jesus who survived the process so that our progress could be attained. After his ascension to his Father and our God, right side. Picture, if you will, Jesus having a conversation about man's progress. Picture Jesus, if you will, telling his Father, Daddy, I survived the process for man's progress. Can't you say, Daddy, you gave me a dark night in which to be born. Yeah, I understand this was a part of the process. But I turned it into an eternal day for man's progress. Can't you say, Daddy, you gave me the dust of the earth as a pillow. He said, I understand this was a part of the process. But I used it as a pharmaceutical plant and created a song that opened a blind man's eyes. Can't you say, Daddy, you gave me a curve for a resting place. I understand this was a part of the process. 
but I use it as a pulpit from which I preach the sermon that started the flow of an eternal fountain in a woman's life. He said, I turned it into progress. Can you hear him saying, Daddy, you gave me a few unpromising men to help me evangelize the whole world. He said, I understand this was a part of the process, but I made them to become foundational stones in your kingdom and pen men of the words of eternal truth. He said, I turned them into progress. I turned into progress. Can you say, Daddy, you gave me a garden of Gethsemane as a resting ground. He said, I understand this was a part of the process, but I used it as a praying ground for man's comeback. Daddy, I turned it into progress for man's comeback. Can't you hear him Daddy, you gave me a cross. And I understand this was a part of the process, but I use it to break the enslaving chains of hell from off a man's life. I use it as a bridge that would close the gap between man and God. Can't you hear God saying, if you can just make it through the process, Aren't you glad that Jesus made it through the process? If you can just make it through the process. Amen. Jesus was letting us know that by the life he lived, if you can just make it through the process, progress is guaranteed. I believe if you're looking for progress this morning in your life, I want you to know it is where it has always been, right at the foot of the cross. Amen. Isaac Ward said, at the cross, at the cross is where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. He said it was there by faith that I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. Alyssa Hoffman took it a little bit further. She said, down at the cross, down at the cross where my Savior died, down where from cleansing from sin I cried, but right there at the cross was the blood applied. She said, glory to his name. She went on a little further to say, I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. But right there at the cross is where he took me in. Glory to his name. Amen. Amen. How many of you got something out of that message? Amen. 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 Tell, tell your neighbor again. Amen. Whoever's listening to us right now. Amen. Be a 